Let's hope for a better yesterday. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's episode 76. 76, baby. Trombones. They led the big yeah. parade. The spirit is 76. Yeah. Gasoline. It's all American. It's a very American number. Oh, right? well, of course it's very American. Hmm. The show is more American than any other show out there. Or Bud Light. Well, definitely more than Bud Light. (laughs) Although, to be fair, there are uh, people speaking out on their behest or on their behalf, uh, including Don Jr. Trump. I I saw that. Because the question at this point is, who was really behind that? whole dylan mulvaney thing who decided to okay that and don jr is like well this seems to be somebody low level and i'm guessing maybe he knows people in the company this was something where and i've been saying this for a long time the whole manchurian candidate thing get somebody embedded whether it's politics and business you get somebody embedded and gets a job for a company that you're looking to do damage you're one of these people that just are an activist more than anything else, you get a job with Bud Light and then you go ahead and do something like this. You're going to cost that company billions of dollars. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't buy it too. I'm not with, I'm not with Don Jr.'s uh, explanation. I mean, really, I don't give a shit one one way or the other. I don't, I don't drink that beer. I never have. Well, no, because that's no good. Who their spokesperson is, whether it's trans or alien or, bovine or you know just <laughs> well see a matter. bovine spokesperson now that yeah, i would see the cow from from borden goods <laughs> years ago yeah i mean they we had that already i yeah. would i would sit up and take notice but uh yeah but it doesn't matter but i i do i do i i'd stake you know everything that 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 uh campaign was signed off on at the very tippy top highest levels because no nobody puts somebody else's fucking face on a beer can well i want to know how they did the that that was my question because they only sent one and I've printed stuff up and usually it's the setup charge that costs the most. Mm. So it's very weird that just one can was sent. That's a little strange. You would think if you were setting something up, then you would at least send a case or something like that. Yeah, but I, I saw cases um, unless they were dummied by somebody online with Photoshop, but the, the casing for these, for this beer was all she, her, and you know, it was, it was very, uh, um, progressive type thing going on so that's what i suspected that those cans were inside that as well right it's possible but i've only seen one can and then when the video was made with dylan in it all the bud light cans in that were normal bud light cans so there was something weird going on yeah because if somebody just sent you a bunch with your face on it i'm putting them all out yeah 
But the cardboard suitcases that I saw definitely had all types of, you know, celebrate your whatever the hell stuff and she, her and pronouns. and Yeah, you got to celebrate. That's all the kids were doing in Chicago this weekend. Larry celebrating. What were they doing? This made national news again. The youngsters in Chicago. And because of this, because this was part of the number, 37 shot, 11 killed. Whoa. Yeah. Now they're back up to respectable numbers. Well, the weather got warm. Yeah. And the teens took over downtown for two nights again. Two nights. Through social media came through. I mean, we're talking rampaging through the streets. Michigan Avenue. We're talking getting on top of cars, smashing windshields, uh, injuring people in the cars. We're talking gunfire. We're talking on top of CTA buses twerking. This was just another case of a city run amok. So was there any, you know, motivation given for this by, by the media or, or your new mayor? I mean, they say, you know, what did something piss these kids off? Was it a bad cartoon or no, this bad, is just what know, they what like it? to do. But yeah, the just, mayor, just for the hell of it, just because it's because we can't because they can hmm. because they know there is not going to be any repercussion. Wow. Which is very, it's a lot easier to go commit crimes and you're like, well, nobody's going to do anything. Yeah. But I did pull the uh, news coverage from this and I thought this was, uh, this is pretty much par for the course. The action pouring in tonight after a violent weekend of shootings and fights involving large groups of teenagers here in Chicago. Last night, hundreds of young people descended on Michigan Avenue, smashing car windows and trying to get into Millennium Park. And Friday night, another large group brawled at the 31st Street Beach, setting a car on fire. Tonight, both the mayor and mayor-elect are weighing in on the team takeovers, calling them unacceptable. This was the scene at Michigan and Washington last evening. Police making 15 arrests during a massive disturbance in the area of Millennium Park. Okay, so 15 arrests. There were probably on a low guess just from seeing the video, 500 to 1,000 kids, maybe mm. more. So uh, the, the guys was they were trying to get into Millennium Park. What is that park and why were they trying to get in there? Well, it is the... Uh, the park with the fountain, uh, Buckingham Fountain, right off the lake, which is a place that people like to go gather. And because of events exactly like this last year, they put an age limit that after dusk or something, when the weather's warm, if you want to get into Millennium Park, you have to be in there with an adult if you're under the age of 18. So they were trying to, I guess, get into Millennium Park. Yes, it is the place with the bean. I have no name. The big bean, the big other worthless things that are in Chicago. The big bean. Yeah, there's a big bean. There's like an art thing that looks like a big bean that everybody goes and they take their picture in front of the big bean because I don't know why. It's Chicago. It's a a kidney bean. Right. It kind of looks like a big kidney bean. Okay. I don't know why. (laughs) Don't don't have me decorate your home with art because I'd be like, ah, don't look like art to me. And what was the temperature this weekend? It was uh, in the 80s for a couple of days, although we're back down to right now, 38 degrees. Ooh, burr. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Got a little chilly, but see, the weather's warm. So the hoodlums yeah. come out and this is what happens. They do not play nice. This is what happens in a city where 
you're allowed to walk out if you want to shoplift. This is what happens when it becomes the norm that there are no repercussions for bad behavior. But of course, you know, it's not the kid's fault, you know. A 16 and 17 year old were shot as others jumped on cars, smashing windows. This woman and her husband were attacked in their cars. They waited for a light to change. The guys are jumping in my car. My husband go to their hospital. What did they do? Because the guys I put in their face. And on Friday night, a 14-year-old boy was shot near the 31st Street Beach after fights broke out among a large crowd of teens. In a statement, incoming Mayor Brandon Johnson said, It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However, it is not constructive to demonize youth who've otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Stop. Yes, thank you. I was already stopping. Holy shit. Can you believe this? This is the new man. Yeah, I believe it all because they use that's that's a big commie word has been for a long time. Unacceptable. That's unacceptable. But Fuck we're not going to we're not going to punish you. It's unacceptable. Right. It's unacceptable. But you can do it. We're not going to punish you because the poor children have been starved of opportunity. It's not their fault, Larry. Don't you get it? They're the no. victims here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're violent. <laughs> Who's the asshole that made that statement? Which one? Who was the, that? The new mayor elect. This is the mayor elect. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So things are going to get so much better when he takes office. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all about those kids just not having the opportunity. So if they, you know, if yes. they would have had a boys and girls center, maybe if a new Walmart would have uh, opened up down the street from their house, you know, things would be different. Yeah. Yeah, how many? So half, fully half of the uh, WalMarts in Chicago are gone. I see. Yeah, four more just wow. closed. Wow! And they were in the areas uh, that served the community that was sending the kids downtown. That kind of says it all. Mm. And again, I just don't understand the mindset for people that run cities of this size that think this is okay or you can allow it to happen because well you know those kids don't demonize them it's like of course i'm going to demonize them them. i'm going to demonize anybody that breaks the law you be nice to those kids darren and show is over most of them appeared (laughs) to be in that you know 16 to 17 range maybe Mm -hmm. 15 but here's the insanity let's remember that the folks on the far left right now who are saying, well, you can't demonize these kids and they're just kids. And it's just because they didn't have opportunity. They're too stupid because they didn't have the right opportunities. So they don't know how to behave. These same leftists are telling us, yeah, but if they want to uh, cut off their genitalia, well, they're more than old enough to do that, but don't demonize them or don't hold them responsible for the violent crimes they're causing. Now you can't have it both ways. Oh, yes, you can. And they do. So there. it's like, well, this is it again. Every time I try to say something logical, it's like, do not bring logic into this. It doesn't make any sense because there is no logic. It's all because these kids just did not have the opportunities. And I'm all behind. Making sure things are funded so these kids have a chance. Because there's no question that. The cards are stacked against them a little bit, but that doesn't mean you let behavior like this go unchecked. I don't know 
My wife's first comment was, so they have until uh, July to clear this up before the NASCAR crowd comes in. Oh, boy. I know. I'm like, wait, mm. how is this going to go? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, you're bringing a bunch of rednecks in. This could be uh, an interesting battle. I'm like, which would be better armed? Do you think the NASCAR fans coming in from the South are, are going to be better armed or the Chicago uh, natives are going to be better armed? Uh, you might want to be careful about who you're trying to uh, mug during that week. Sounds like a good time for you to get, get out of town. Right? I know it's a really good time not to be in, wow. not to be in Chicago. And I'm at this point, I, if I had to put odds on it, I almost have to go 50 50 that a car is going to acquire a bullet hole sometime during the race. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if that happens and then they realize what that is, that's instantaneous race done. See you later. Let's bug out. Mm. Which would also be very interesting for the money supposedly going to Chicago and, uh, you know, because NASCAR's paying in. NASCAR might be like, well, you didn't provide us a safe environment. Adios. I don't know what happens then with the contract. Yeah. But this is exactly where the the, the Bean and Millennium Park and all of that are exactly would be the, the infield of the street race that the NASCAR is doing. So this is literally yeah. exactly where this is going to be happening. So tune in for that thing in July. Really? Somebody named Anti-Safe Space just posted a picture of the bean. No agenda <laughs> social. Looks to me like a chromium bicycle helmet. Kind That's of. What it looks like to me, right? Yeah. yeah. People love it. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I am not an art critic. Mayor Lori Lightfoot says her office has been having conversations with Chicago police about... They've been having conversations. Isn't that good? Yeah, shit, shit's flying. Shit's going wrong. People are dying. Property's being destroyed, but we're, we're, we're having conversations. We are, we're, we're, yes. talk, we're talking about it. <laughs> we're having very serious talks. Yeah. Mayor Lori Lightfoot says her office has been having conversations with Chicago police about monitoring and responding to the gatherings, saying we as a city cannot and will not allow any of our public spaces to become a platform for criminal conduct. CP- I mean, a little too late for that. Wait, isn't the whole fucking city a, con- a platform for criminal conduct? I think so. I mean, with a body count. Come on. I think so. I mean, yeah. Lori Lightfoot's just keeping her head down, trying to get whatever yeah. the I don't know. When her term yeah. actually ends. When so will she be employed by CNN or MSNBC once the term is over? I don't I mean, Maybe, no. maybe, maybe uh, NPR. She's not very photogenic. Yeah, maybe NPR. you've missed. She's not photogenic. No, it may be NPR. Yeah, yeah. And I said that my wife, this is again going into producer mode as uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak talk about on No Agenda. Yes. We're watching the NASCAR race, my wife and I. Well, she didn't watch most of it, but she was there for the end. And they were interviewing, you know, there's all the interviews that go on afterwards. And they did the television interview for the winner. And then you see the radio, which they do uh, NPR, whatever their motor racing. Now I can't remember what the initials are, but their radio folks came to do the interview. And it was Mm -hmm. a very attractive young blonde working for them. There's like, well, that's a waste. Mm -hmm. Why, yeah. why, why would you put her on the radio? That's really? that's missing out. Mm. So she'll probably You're so sexist. I know. It's like it'll, she'll make her way up to the television side. No doubt about it. Because that's yeah. just a waste. And like Lori Lightfoot, she's perfect for the radio. You don't want to see mm. her on TV. Yes. 
product. CPD has assured me they will make the necessary adjustments to address these teen trend issues as we move into the summer months. Now, I don't know what you can trend issues. I like that. That sounds like a fashion statement. You know, everybody's wearing yellow, yellow laces on their Nikes these days. That's the trend issue. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it's very much like that's rich. That's a new one. I like the trend issues. Well, it's like gender affirming care. It's all the way they rephrase everything. Mm. And this is another case of where social media is having an impact because that is where these kids see, hey, let's all go do this. And that goes out over social media. And that's why all of a sudden you go from, you know, relatively few teenagers doing this to all of a sudden hundreds of them are showing up at the same time. Yeah. But at least I guess that gives the law enforcement a heads up, but this also then takes time to mobilize. Heads up to do what? They don't do shit now. Right. Well, to try, but that was, funny and i think it says it in this uh at the end of this little uh segment what they were basically doing was taking the poor tourists who were in millennium park and in that area and escorting them back to their hotels because the people were freaked out rightfully so so cops are escorting people from the park to hotels that you're saying yeah they're pretty much the security i guess detail for okay I mean, can you imagine nice. you're just a couple of folks out in Chicago? You're, you're from you're from the small town somewhere and you come to Chicago and all of a sudden you're in the middle of that. Yeah, it's like uh, mm. not not really a good look. Mm. Then again, it also made uh, headlines all over, including Fox News. There was a fight inside the uh, White Sox Stadium during a game. Oh, I saw that video. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I liked the security guard female who comes down, and it was mainly females that were throwing punches. Which it seemed that way. I noticed that that not many of those punches were well thrown at all. There was, no. you know, there was a lot of punches being thrown, but not much connecting. A lot of equity here in Chicago. It's the females yeah. that get into fights, and the guys that are like, Ugh, "I don't want to go to jail." Mm, right. But maybe the females don't go to jail. I don't know. I don't know. But there is a security guard female that came down took a look at what was going on and went back up. <laughs> like, so I don't want to be anywhere yeah, near this. I'm not buying into this shit. Yeah, They're th- not 18 bucks an hour isn't enough for this. No, right. I'd be no, like, okay, I'm yeah. done. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> this job was supposed to be <laughs> easy. Yeah. Right. Because once, I mean, it wasn't just two people fighting either. It's like these things no. have a tendency to immediately like a bar fight. They you, yeah. you may start with one punch, but all of a sudden everybody's getting involved and pushing and shoving and yeah. You don't want to be the uh, Johnny Law, I guess, coming into the middle of that. No. Other elected officials are questioning the parents. Third Ward Alderman Pat Dahl tweeting, No other community abdicates parental responsibility for their children. None. Until parents collectively take back control of their homes, nothing will change. Sentiments echoed by a woman we met in the middle of the mayhem last night. Stop. Bullshit. Many communities all over the country abdicate parental responsibility. Just just had to add that in. And it it's doesn't not, happen. It's not only limited to Chicago. Shithead, no. whoever he is. I, by the way, I don't like that guy's delivery. Who is he? He's bugging me. <laughs> the guy was He's bugging the, me. Uh, Fox News reporter. Uh, <laughs> He's a tool. See, I'm from Chicago, and I understand kids having a good time, but it's simply bad parenting. We have to do better as parents. Our kids should not be out here. Where are their parents at? That's my question. Now, I mean, I think they should work on getting microphones that have yeah, really noise reduction. Really? 
But this was a young black woman, I would say in her 20s, that if a white person would have said it, everybody would have called them racist. But she's just questioning where are the parents? Mm -hmm. Why is this being allowed? And that's a good question. That is the crux of all of this. Sure it is. Because it doesn't matter what color you are. No. If you don't know what your kids are doing, you got a problem. Especially if they're downtown in the middle of the night. Hmm. Chicago police say most of the people arrested last night around Millennium Park have now been charged with reckless conduct. Yeah, which carries what do you think? Uh, Maybe $20 ticket or something, I would guess. Maybe. If you're lucky. Yeah. So reckless conduct, even though people were shot. Yeah. People went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Cars had their front windshields broken. Yeah. You saw these teens jumping on CTA buses. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, from the hold my beer file, Los Angeles, you know, not to be outdone by Chicago. um, There was a really, I I think, kind of a watershed story um, a couple days ago, which I doubt anybody heard of outside of L.A. And very few people even inside LA took note, I'm sure. But um, a couple of days ago, um, in an area, um, the, the north side of the San Fernando Valley in a town called Northridge, um, not considered a, you know, particularly dangerous or bad or downtrodden area. It's, you know, kind of solidly middle class. Okay. Some crew was sent out and I don't know by whom, whether it was, you know, neighborhood volunteers or maybe there was some city agency behind it, whatever. But it was a 60 year old guy and a couple of helpers were sent to, um, um, either paint over or somehow scrub graffiti off of a wall on the sidewalk. Right. And this is maybe eight, 10 miles from, from my, from where I, I am right now. And, um, as he was doing, this is 1230 in the afternoon. Um, some gangbangers pulled up. saw what they were doing that they were obviously painting over their tags. So the guy pulled out a piece and uh, shot all three of them, killed the oldest guy. Huh. So that's, <clears throat> you know, yeah. So wow. that's, that's kind of a, that that's, that's somehow to me that transcends what happened in Chicago um, over the weekend, because that's like, now they're making a very clear statement. Who's in control of this fucking city. And it's the gangs. And you, you even dare to obliterate one of our tags. This is what you get. You're fucking dead. And it's just, it's just incomprehensible that this is, this is going on. You know, when I, when I got here years ago, there's always been a kind of a gang thing in LA, but um, they had a, the cops had a very different outlook and they had an entire division of rough fuckers. Uh, it was a gang suppression unit. <laughs> These were take no shit guys. Right. They would, they would, you know, baton somebody's skull and ask questions later. And, you know, if they wanted to, if the, if there was, if they weren't hamstrung by the, the scumbag politicians, they just, you know, Round, mass roundups of guys until they found who the, these bastards were and just lock them up forever. You know, better yet, fry them, but you can't do that in California anymore. So this is where we are. This is where we are. You dare, you dare even um, uh, blaspheme our signage. You're fucking dead. And a lot of it, I think, is part of a lack of religion. It is, in a lot of these cases, the lack of having a father in the home. and being having it just pounded into your head for your whole life that you are a victim and that your life is pretty much meaningless this is the reaction you get from that community that has been had that brainwashed into their heads you know this 
They do not respect life at all. They do not respect their fellow man. They do not believe there will ever be any repercussions. They neither now or in the afterlife. They don't believe that, uh, you know, you're going to have a reckoning with St. Peter at some day. Well, you know, the guy, the guy that's handled this correctly is the president of El Salvador who built this super prison to hold 40,000 guys, 40,000. Think about that. You're like, like we'll have room to make more too. That's, that's probably like what, maybe uh 10, 15 hotels on the Vegas strip. That's fucking incredible size of that. Right. Well, I'm betting the and rooms it, could be a little smaller. They're probably <laughs> are, and, and not as many amenities. One yes. would hope. But, but, you know, I think we mentioned this a few shows back. This guy had a very uh, professionally produced uh, video of these guys' bus. Have dozens and dozens of buses arrived, and these guys just offloaded like cattle, you know, with less respect than you would have for cattle. And they were all dressed in, in nothing but uh, white boxer um, trunks, heads down, shaved, you know, entirely, and, and just, just shoved into, uh, into, these, into this, <laughs> this prison uh, like, uh, like livestock. And, and the message this guy said was, Hey, you want to do this? This is, this is your life. This is, this is where you're going. So, and I think that's a very powerful deterrent. Yes. I think it's past the point of, you know, do they have religion? Is there a good home? You know, it's way, way past that shit. It's gotta be cause and effect. You do this. This is what you get. Period. We give a fuck what your motivations are, what your background out is nothing. Nothing. None of that matters anymore. That shit's all off the table. It's just, you do this. This is what you get. Yes, there have to be repercussions. Without that, you don't get a society that is going to respect the rules because that is way too much of an incentive not to respect the rules. Yeah. You know, that was the whole thing. It's like, yeah, when you go into a store, you know, I'd like to just take that new Apple MacBook Pro out, but I know if I do, I'm most likely going to get caught and then I'm going to go to jail or I'm going to have a huge fine. Or if, that OLED monitor you're coveting. Right. If I knew there was absolutely. <laughs> Where are you going with that, Darren? Well, it's under 950 bucks. So shut the fuck up. Well, so yeah, the, one of them was like 2,500, the nice OLED. Wow. I know. I'd have oh, to split man. it into a couple of different trips. <laughs> you, yeah. take, you take a part of it each time. But that's exactly it. If you know there's no repercussion and you see other people doing it, and you're like, well, why shouldn't I? Sure. This is how the society goes downhill quickly is that the people that would otherwise be law abiding, like, well, I would never do that. They're looking at the amount of people that are doing it, getting away with it, not being punished. Nobody's even trying to stop them. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you go? Well, this seems like a good idea. Yeah. And then all the Walmarts close and then everybody bitches and they're like, well, where are those poor people supposed to go buy their food and their underwear? Sure. Which comes right back to underscoring the basic immutable truth that indeed um, crime causes poverty. Poverty does not cause crime. That's how it works. And all those areas that have lost that Walmart and so forth, they're only going to plunge deeper into bad places. Well, and that's the hilarity is that it ends up hurting the most poor communities, the poorest communities first. Yeah. You know, that's, I don't know what the logic again behind that is. I can go down that rabbit hole that these leftist politicians that run places like Chicago, that's exactly what they want. Sure it is. And that is really, really nefarious. Sure. They want that. They want all power ceded to the state. And, uh, you know, there's already lots of rumblings out there. And you watch if it it doesn't happen, a a nationalized police force that's coming. 
Well, of course. And then you're getting to your digital dollar where you won't be right. able to, you know, mm-hmm. again, that's there's plenty of reasons why I wouldn't go to a major league baseball game now, but that is a huge one at this point is that you can't pay cash for anything. Right. Right. Like, I don't want to take part in that because no. we know what's coming. And even mm-hmm. though it may not happen out there in California where you are, but John C. Dvorak was talking about that on no agenda, the new law that passed, although I'm guessing it being passed and being enacted are two very different things when it regards to the power companies. Oh, that yeah, you pay, you pay by income, not by uh, price of kilowatt hours. Sure. It's like, yeah, you equity. don't think if that starts happening with one thing that oh, yeah. it doesn't have, I said, just imagine walking into mm-hmm. a McDonald's first guy that walks in is homeless says, give me a big Mac. And they're like, Oh, well, we have to give it to you for free. Right. The next guy comes in is a rich podcaster like Adam Curry. And they're like, well, that's going to cost you 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that's coming for Jeez. everything you do, you walk in, you want to buy a new car. Well, this person doesn't have a lot of money. So the car is 20,000 to them, but you have a lot of money. That car is going to be 100,000 for you. It's all Marxism. Every bit of it. I have no name in the troll room says even the minor league ballpark by them cash list. This is nefarious. Yeah. That you can't throw, throw somebody five bucks for a hot dog or whatever it is in cash. You have to put it on a credit card, which is really a bad idea. All the gambling stuff too. That's all tied in now to major league sports. Really bad ideas. Bad, 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 bad. Cause people get so used to this stuff and they're already addicted to their phones or their devices Mm -hmm. and when you add in the gambling is on those devices they just feel like a game it doesn't even feel real yeah until people are a hundred thousand two hundred thousand in the hole and like how did that happen well fuck i mean that's uh part of the the whole casino um psyop since they began you know they they never let you play with cash here give us your cash now you're playing with chips because that doesn't mean shit it's just little fucking chunks of wood wooden discs who cares who gives a fuck that's you know same same thing yeah i never lived through my my parents did the time where the slot machines were actually coin based oh that was great let me tell you something (laughs) that that ruined casinos because part you know is hey we're podcasters we're big audio guys right I, I, i probably get more input through my ears than i do through my eyes and walking into a casino was a symphony of uh, of cool sounds and the, at the top every top was those fucking slots jing 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 you know just gushing quarters or yes sort of half dollars it was fucking wild you know the only thing that maybe topped that was you know a crew around up some hot rolls on a on a craps table screaming you know it was good it was good now it's it's horrible last time I was in, I was in a casino in about four weeks ago out in the Palm Desert and holy shit it was like walking into a mortuary it's nothing there's not a fucking sound. Everybody's sticking credit cards into slots. That's it. Staring out into the ether. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Not good. No. And not entertaining either. When we went to Vegas, I mean, years ago before COVID. Yeah. It just sounded like, yeah, there were times it was fairly quiet, but otherwise it was all that just mechanical Mm -hmm. music that comes out of the slot machines and stuff now, which is even more annoying. Yeah. It's not good music. Come on, play something good. Those machines have the ability. You're taking in so much money. Can't you at least play some uh, rock and roll or country music out of the machines? 
make it something good. But this is where people get lost very quickly. No, it's not real. It's not real money. I don't have to take the money out. And this is for people that have an issue trying to figure out how to budget their expenses. (sighs) That is where the digital dollar is also quite nefarious. Because, you know, if you had a hundred bucks to spend this week and you had it in cash, if you spend it in the first two days, you can't just keep on spending. No. And you can, it's, it's even, it's so tactile. I mean, that wallet gets thin, thinner. You yes. know, it's not so fat in your back pocket anymore. You know, it's kind of a warning. Well, Larry, we're just protecting you because nobody can steal yeah. your digital currency. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's so convenient. Isn't it though? Yeah. I don't know. We're all going down the wrong, ha- wrong path. No doubt about it now i have not heard this you brought a clip here i heard that budweiser has come up with a brand new ad in response to the uh to the dylan mulvaney thing yes they have and um you know the whole whole budweiser thing is just fascinating to me like i said i i really don't give a shit i I never drink that beer um once in a while my wife i'll I'll see some stella artois uh you know in the fridge she likes that stuff and that's it but you know right right from the tippy top um, what, what basically Budweiser is doing now is, is, uh, you know, wrapping themselves in a the flag, which is pretty fucking funny because it's not an American company. It's owned by a, a global conglomerate with, with Brazilian and Belgian roots. <laughs> you know, so what's that? It's very reminiscent of, was it two or three years ago? Like maybe it was right after the election. Yeah. Um, a Jeep using the boss as a spokesperson at a, at oh, a, right. a, a and I, I did an entire episode about that because so I forget the title was something about bullshit or liars, whatever the fuck it was. And they hired Springsteen to cruise around a Jeep out in the middle of Kansas somewhere saying, you know, we got to get back to the middle and be buddies again. And it was, it was all it was so funny because meanwhile, Springsteen, he recently, he recently been busted for a, for a fucking DUI. Right on his He's cruising around in a car that when it was built, it was a vintage Jeep. So, yeah, that was made in America. But now it's Stellantis is a European company. Jeep is Jeep is not an American company anymore or is Chrysler. It's just it's just bullshit on top of bullshit. And Budweiser you know, the, the whole notion of, of brand loyalty, I find amusing and always have, you know, what, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, I, I don't get it. If, if people are brand loyal, like I, you know, I, I, not too long ago, I bought a, I bought a Fender Telecaster, love the guitar. Um, and it's really nice. It was a top of the line, um, American ultra, but even at that, it needed some work. I, the, the, the frets were a little, little rough. I had them filed by, by a guy, a luthier I know here in LA, smooth it out. Yeah, I like I like Fender Telly. A lot of them are shit. Right, <laughs> they're made in other places, and you know the the, the headstock warps and the, you know, the, the pickups are scratchy. Whatever the fuck, there's all kinds of grades. So I I have no loyalty to any brand. If they make a good product, I'm going to buy it. And the minute it's not good, I'm not going to. But right. apparently, there are millions of people who will continue to buy any shit because well, that's my brand. I don't get it. No, I don't. The only place I really kind of understand it is in the racing world when the sponsor of your favorite driver happens to be a brand but even then i don't know if that supersedes if the product sucks you know yeah. it's, it's great if you actually like the product but if the product sucks i don't get it but at one point we had jimmy johnson which is a multi-time champion winner in nascar sure. running for the lowe's car 
and Tony Stewart, another multi-time champion running for Home Depot. And I guarantee those two fan bases did not cross over. If you were a Tony Stewart fan, you were not shopping at Lowe's. And if you were a Jimmy Johnson fan, you were not shopping at Home Depot. But that is also, I guess there's a little bit of a difference between something you consume, because if you're walking into a Home Depot or Lowe's, you could probably buy the same stuff inside either one of them. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, they may have a house. Although I do prefer Lowe's. I got to say Lowe's is a much better shopping experience, as they say, than Home Depot. It wasn't always that way, but it is now. And I mean, so that's where I get it when people you have the T-shirts or the jackets. I mean, I've got jackets somewhere from Dale Earnhardt Jr. because he ran for Bud. And I have so there's Budweiser on the jacket. I never drank Budweiser. So, yeah, but but the I mean, I haven't seen the jacket, but I'm assuming that the the marquee on there is is Dale's name. And Bud Bud is kind of a side sidebar thing. Or is it all Budweiser? No, usually the uh, sponsors, they're very much like the jackets the drivers will wear. So they're promoting the sponsors. With that said, one of the best stories coming out of the Budweiser camp with Dale Earnhardt Jr. was, I guess, part of their deal was, you know, he's the guy driving for them so he could have as much Budweiser as he wanted. Hmm. There was a point where Budweiser noticed that the largest distributor point out of that state in uh, North Carolina was Little E's house. <laughs> That's much that right? beer they were going through the parties. And then he admitted, I, I think this was long after he was not uh, sponsored by Bud anymore, that he had a little racetrack in the back of his house, you know, whatever it was, quarter mile or something. They used to use the Budweiser to wet the track down. So rather than spraying it with water, they would they use the Bud. Budweiser. Holy shit. Wow. I mean, I guess you get a little <laughs> slicker that way. I don't know. Maybe. But it's one of those things. If I have unlimited free Budweiser, but I got to pay for the water. Yeah. The fuck. You may as well (laughs) use the Budweiser. (laughs) But they obviously stuck whoever was responsible. Bud stuck their foot in it. And more companies should realize that becoming political at all could possibly have this reaction. Oh, yeah. It's going to backfire. And now they're playing the game of trying to dig themselves out. And I don't know if there's anything they can do, but I'm guessing it's going to be entertaining to hear the tone of this ad. It is. I'll give you a little setup. Uh, First of all, it is absolutely um, impeccable. Top-notch Hollywood studio um, video. I mean, it's like they, they spent some fucking money on this. Let me tell you, they really did. And they, whoever shot it was really knew what he was doing, but the tip <laughs> where they always fall down is with the, the copy and the audio. I mean, it's just what they're saying is so moronic. So this thing starts off with a very, you know, hell to the gods, uh, uh, musical track and these, these beauty shots of a Clydesdale charging through meadows and the grand Canyon. He's on the beach. He's fucking horses everywhere. <laughs> Horse got a great tour around the country shooting this thing. Um, and then the guy, and then when they get to about, I guess, a city street, um, then the out, announcer comes in with, uh, with, a, with a copy. And I'm going to stop you a lot in this one because it's, it's fun. Let me tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America. Stop. No, this beer is rooted in somewhere in Europe and Brazil. 
No, <laughs> not, isn't not it? No it, more. <laughs> right. Were they were they originally uh, Bud? Were they well? Uh, originally, yeah. It was it was it came out of St. Louis, Anheuser Busch, and for a long time it did have that uh, that legacy, that heritage heritage. But I, I guess those you know a lot of those roots were pulled up, and it's now owned by a multinational conglomerate called InBev. What a fucking horrible name, InBev. Eek. You know, but that's that's what it is. Yeah. Found in a community where a stop. Always use that word community. community. Just just fucking throw it in there. Whether it's germane or not, just shoehorn that in there. Can't hurt. Don't you yeah. want to be a part of the planet a rage community. community? Yes, yes. A community where a handshake is a sure contract. Stop. The, what they do is the video over that is a, a quick flash of a of a firehouse. I assume in in St. Louis with a couple of firefighters because you can't say firemen. And two dudes are shaking hand, but what, what, what contract? I mean, again, it's kind of what they call us in the ad business is borrowed interest. How this figures into beer right. is, is lost on me. Maybe somebody get this, but I, I didn't, I'm not getting it. So, well, they're trying to give you all those warm feels of we're yeah. all in this together. Yes, yes, yes. Brood for those who found opportunity in challenge. Stop. So back to what you're saying earlier about California, where, okay, you, you, you're you going to pay this X amount for this McDonald's burger if you're Adam Curry. Right. And X amount if you're some indigent uh, guy just, you know, coming in off the street. Um, here, here they're saying brood for those who found, what, what was it, risk and courage? What, what the hell? What, back that up again for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Opportunity and challenge, right? So if I get this straight, then it's brood for them. So you walk into a bar. And say, hey, give me a Bud Light. The bartender's got to say, well, hang on a bit there, bucko. Did you find your opportunity and challenge? Right. Because if not, this Bud's not for you. I mean, how oh, fucking oh, stupid. Okay, that's the memes I start. This is the uh, new commercial we need to make is this Bud's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's I mean how idiotic that- is that line? I know. Rude for those who found opportunity and challenge. Now I'm just hearing the Neil Young song from the 80s. What about Spuds McKenzie with this notes for you? And this would just be this Bud's not for you. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Opportunity and challenge and hope. Oh, you have to have hope. Always. Oh, wait, there's more to it in tomorrow. Oh, hope in tomorrow. Wait, let me the- hope in tomorrow. Because you know what? You're right. Because let's no, fuck that. Let's have some hope in yesterday. Yeah. I'm putting all my hopes on yesterday. How about you? They were, they were better than tomorrow's going to be. So I'm going to go along yeah. with that. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a safer bet. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Hoping tomorrow. I mean, who who is a fucking idiot that wrote this stuff? Is it the I Obama mean, really? guy hoping we're going for hope and change? Hope and change. I mean, it's 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 so stupid. It's just it's mind boggling. Well, it's it's word salad, which were no. Uh, yeah. This, this show talks about enough with Kamala yeah. Harris and Joe Biden. It's saying things that they're words and all. They're words. But you put you it know, together. The phrase, their phrase should be, let's hope for a better yesterday. Let's hope for a better yesterday yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's okay. I want to see that. On Maybe a that's our show sticker. title. Yes. <laughs> that's like a better yesterday tomorrow. Let's yeah. yeah. That's a bumper sticker right there. I think it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the Democrats would be like, oh, that's genius. Yeah. <laughs> hope in tomorrow. Raised by generations. Willing to sip. Share. Risk. 
remember. Stop. At this point, the fucking Clydesdale is trotting across the Brooklyn Bridge. Like I said, this this pony gets around. And uh, in the background is the Manhattan skyline with Freedom Tower. So this is a little... This is a little obtuse uh, reference, of course, to 911, right? Those who remember. They're, they're pulling out all the stops. Well, right, because Budweiser, they, had, they, were, they ran, if I remember correctly, that year of 9-11, Budweiser ran an ad, and they spent millions on it, and they ran it once during the Super Bowl, but it might have been something quite like this, because it was something to do with Manhattan. And it was a tribute, but it was like, hey, they put all this money in and they ran the ad once. I mean, it was meant to be. Yeah. And it's like, maybe that's like, well, we, we need that magic back. Maybe that worked. And they're like, let's maybe. let's throw yeah. everything. Well, that's I think to the answer today when anybody has an issue is let's throw everything at it. We, we are not targeted. Yes. Kitchen sink the fucker. Yeah. Uh huh. And maybe something <laughs> will work. And it's like it would be simple enough. Do you you don't even know if you really need the narration? Just show the mm. horse walking, yeah. you know. It would, yes, you're right. It would be far better with just the horse and the music and nothing more. Far better. But no, you got to throw it in. Yeah. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. Well, know about okay. that <laughs> no because since 2008 that would be 15 years it's not been an american company so you know well, well maybe I, hairs you know it's possible <laughs> well, come on in today's day and age though i am not going to deny that a polish company couldn't show the spirit of america better than an american company to be this fair true I yes mean, with what we have right now maybe maybe they're actually better yeah. off Maybe, but I don't understand Maybe. what the American story is. This doesn't No, what it's fucking beer. What are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> it is fucking, you know, if this was like building a railroad, okay. Or airports or, you know, things like that, that it, no, this is a fucking, and not, not a very good beer. It's just, it's just unbelievable. And, and I'm thinking you're absolutely correct. I'm sure that a lot of people look at that and their chest swell with pride and they got a warm and fuzzy feeling and, you know, someone deep in their guts and said, well, I, I forgive them for that other thing. I'm going to go buy myself, you know, a fucking keg of Bud Light right now. I love them again. I bet that happened. I just think the tagline would have been way better if it was just Budweiser. It's fucking beer. <laughs> right. Hoping I mean, for a better yesterday. Right. <laughs> Hoping for a better yesterday tomorrow. Yes. Budweiser. It's fucking it's Bud, beer. Fucking beer. There you go. <laughs> right. And yeah. it, you know, again, I think. <clears throat> I don't even the, the it was hilarious, too, because every news coverage I saw was like Budweiser issues, flat apology for the Dylan Mulvaney no, thing. Didn't. And it's no. like, oh, what wordplay you people know, you great journalists, flat. I yeah. get it like beer. Yeah. But what okay. I would have rather seen out of this commercial was a diverse group then be like, hey, we know that conservatives drink. We know that liberals drink. We know that evangel. Well, I think Christians drink. Uh, the Mormons don't, but oh, some of them do. I've known a few that were that were heavy drinkers. Drunks, but yeah, so it's like, of course, then trans people are going to drink. It's great. They'd be like, we're the beer for everyone. See, that would have been a better tagline. Much better. Yeah, 
you know, and then you embrace it and you're like, okay, you may not like that, but I hate to tell you, no matter what food or beverage is your favorite, there are people that you don't like that enjoy that too. Yeah, no doubt. But they're afraid, I guess they were too afraid to try to keep poking the bear on that one. Yeah. So they went, they went, this was the safe, this was the safe way to go. We try to go all patriotic. We're going to tell you a story. It's like, there was no story there. It's no story. Absolutely no story whatsoever. None. And then there was, I I think this, this video, this commercial, which it cost many millions to produce. I'm sure those are not stock shots. You know what I mean? They didn't pull those off of, of, you know, Shutterstock or whatever. Um, the, 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 um, the announcement from Anheuser-Busch CEO, this guy named Brendan Whitworth, right? And you know how you have bug up my ass about people who begin their tweets or anything by saying as a, as the, you know, the, 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 to me, it's like the Susan, <laughs> if you start a sentence with those words, you've lost me already. You know, it's it really, cause it says here I am. I have the moral high ground. I'm someone you're not as whatever the fuck it is. Right. Never start a, a, a sentence with that. Right. You're trying to give you like, oh, I, I know what I'm talking about because, because yeah, just, just bad. So this guy says, I have his little thing, and I, I want to walk you through this real fast because it's kind of funny. As the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer we brew. The fuck you are, Brendan. You're responsible for making it taste good and be priced right. It's got people's pride has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's all so, up to them. It's up to them. And, and really... Then it goes on to say, we're honored to be a part of the fabric of this country. Are you? I, not, you're not a part of my fabric. You're just another. I don't think any more of you than I would a fucking can of soup or, uh, you know, some bacon. It's a commodity, Bubba. It's a commodity. Get used to it. Own that. Okay. And then it's always good to confuse people with some boxcar numbers, right? So next is Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people and her independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. Hmm. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud, proud again, proud history supporting our communities, military, first responders. Okay, get all that shit under the tent. Sports fans and hardworking Americans everywhere. We never intended to be a part of a discussion that divides people. We're in the business of bringing people together over a beer. Now you're in the business of selling beer, whether they're drinking it alone in the bathtub, pissing their pants in a stupor, right. or you know, at a tailgate party. That has no fucking bearing on it whatsoever. You're just there to sell beer. Then back to the, the, as a, whatever, let's get back to this guy's got more me's and I's in his statement than any Obama speech. It's incredible. Oh, well, that's My, a lot. That's a lot, but dig it. It's here. My time. Wait a minute. My time. Why is it back to you, Brendan? My time serving this country. Oh, I'm a veteran. Oh, that, there you so, go. So he should there know. You go. So you should know my time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded. Freedom, hard work and respect for one another. Here we go. Now, this is this is really inexcusable because I assume if this guy wrote it himself, he's a fool because he's not a professional copywriter. And anyone worth his salt would have picked this up in the first fucking um, review for an edit. There's a fucking echo. How does he start this as the CEO of a company founded? How does this next sentence go? As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, you fucking told us already, Brendan. We got it. You're CEO of Anheuser-Busch. No need to echo that. We got it. Okay. He goes on to say, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. The fuck you are. You are focused on returning shareholder equity. 
That's your focus. Sell that fucking beer and pump that stock. That's it. I just hate all this bullshit, you know? Well, yeah, because well, he goes, but if you accomplish that in selling the beer, then you're doing exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but- exactly. Yeah. And then, he, and then here we go. Now, feelings cue the, the, who did this? Was it Albert Hammond? Feelings, nothing uh, more than feelings. Whatever the fuck it was. He says, I care deeply about this country, this company, our brands and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors and others. Well, how nice for you. I'll bet you stay in five hard star hotels. Maybe he does it by a corporate jet. Probably. Nice. Good for you, Brendan. You're living large. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. Well, okay. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you. You know, I get when you're helming, you're at the helm of one of these companies. There's really, it's a no-win situation, and I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know what? I should have let off of that. The guy's between a rock and a hard place. Because as you said last week, what does he say? Hey, just fired the fucking marketing brother that made that, that dumb, dumb right. move. Well, now he's got the whole, the whole left is down on his neck. There's, there's a, it's a no win. Right. But he could have done a lot better just being neutral than this. A lot better. Yes. You know? We want to be inclusive of everybody. And as I pointed out, I think on random thoughts, it's like, well, if they were, if they were going to be the, uh, you know, number one beer, if you, if you, do such of the pope do you think that the uh, trans community would like that you know this is like would you still be celebrating that bud light sent your guy gal one of those because it also went to it doesn't matter who it is whichever guy on the other side you really don't like and call a nazi oh donald trump they, they would have sent one of these cans to donald <laughs> trump at the same time that they sent one to dylan mulvaney <laughs> what's the reaction from the left right because I can tell you what I think it would be, and it wouldn't be, oh, this is great. We're diversity. This is awesome. Everybody come together. No. They'd be like, how horrible of a company to honor Donald Trump. Yes. So you can see where that this whole thing breaks down very mm-hmm. quickly. And uh, why, if you're a CEO of a company, you might want to avoid all of the political stuff at all costs, although it's getting at harder. At all costs, yeah, but it is getting harder. It's it's but they back these corporations into a corner. They blackmail them. They strong arm them. Where they have to take a position, or they they get you know shit shit upon. And they have a lot of levers, a lot of uh, weaponry at their disposal, and it's terrible. Yeah, and I may end up talking a little bit about this on this week's random thoughts, but I almost have to back the Chicago White Sox, who I really don't like anymore. <laughs> they're besides the uh, fact that they're having fights in the stands, which showed up. Uh, Fox News also was on their front page on just their main news. Again, this is just Fox News, not sports. Hmm. One of the main stories they had was about a White Sox relief pitcher, Mike Clevenger, who I mentioned, I think, before on one of the shows. Yeah, that he had an issue that his ex-wife said you know that he beat her that he spit tobacco juice on their kid and this and this and this and major league baseball investigated and unlike every other time major league baseball goes to investigate somehow in this case they cleared him and were like no there was no substance to this at all yes so they cleared him now he makes his first appearance coming out of the bullpen on friday for the white Sox, and his 
entry music because you know everybody's got their entry music they're jogging in from the bullpen there's a song they get to pick just like really? the batters when going up you know before they get up to the plate they can pick their own walk-up song i didn't know that so for the relief pitcher the song he had picked was kanye west chicago boy the song was called gold digger and Whoa. people lost their shit Whoa. And just like we said, this is a no win situation reading. I think it was dead spin or one of these, which are a bunch of assholes that like, well, this isn't just Mike Levenger. You know that somebody up you know, above his level had to approve this. This just shows the White Sox are a horrible corporation. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> really? It's like, well, there's so many levels here of one. He was vindicated. Right. So maybe he's taking a little victory lap. Oh, how horrible is that? Well, he's a straight white guy. So, you know, he's got to be a bad guy. Yes. But I'm like, you should be happy. He's playing Kanye. Come on. That's diversity. So, so, you know, being a non-baseball watcher, um, it always seems like there was an organist, right? And anybody who had came out, it was the same thing. So now they're playing actual tracks of the songs. Unfortunately, do they still have organists anymore? Are they gone? They're fired or what? I think there is still one here in Chicago at uh, the White Sox games. But for years, Nancy Faust was one of the most famous organists in sports. And she revolutionized. And it was so much fun to go to the ball games because she just had a knack. When the visiting team comes up, they don't get to pick their walk up music, of course. Right. And you, there was always a connection between the song and the batter. And that was, you know, when the White Sox sucked, you needed something going on at that ballpark every now and then to amuse yourself. Yeah. And a lot of it was trying to figure out why Nancy Faust was playing the particular song for whoever was coming up to bat. Mm-hmm. And she was great at it. And it, it did bring a completely different vibe. And as baseball has moved away and, I'm sure the NHL has moved away because they're another one going to Blackhawk games early on. The organ was a big part of the whole ordeal. That was the music. That's sad. That's sad, man. Because to me, it's just like, like I said, I'm not a baseball fan, but when I'd hear it on, you know, transistor radios coming out of people's houses and it was always that organ thing. Yes. And it was kind of fun. It was hokey and nice. And it had its own vibe rather than just playing whatever music is blasting over the speakers. Yeah. It gave it character. Yes. Which nothing has character anymore. Nothing. But I had to sit up and go, really? This is this is how far down the list we're going that a guy who was vindicated, you know, there's a large percentage of people who will never believe he didn't do the stuff. This woman said he did. No, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. This is literally as they keep repeating the clip on no agenda over the last year or two. It's that you're you're guilty. You know, when accused of doing something, not you're you're not innocent until proven guilty anymore. Correct. And social media has made all this stuff so much more severe. I don't know. It's a no win situation, really. It is. Now, you've got a clip of our buddy Scott Lobido. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether Scott like it's a little bit. um I'm not going to say stale or moldy, but it's so it's so it's such classic Scott. His shit has no self shelf life. It's timeless. So it's uh, it's he's he's talking about 
you know, pre going to the, the New York protest about the arraignment of Trump. And I, I just, you know, will always love what, uh, what he has to say. So I think you might get a kick out of this. Hey, jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. So that's how you start a that's what you start to the people that are subscribing to your feed they're like wait a minute wait a minute that's the other guy scott come on okay this is the maybe the should we start the shows from now on like this just like hey jerk offs and then go into the uh, planet rage thing that'd be great hey jerk off yeah mayor of new york city jerk off number two the blasio was the first one you're right up there with him you're threatened to arrest MTG and the rest of us who are going to peacefully protest our grievances tomorrow and show support for a great man who's trying to save this country. And as a matter of fact, it's not even really about Trump. It's about you motherfuckers, you and that fat piece of shit DA and the rest of you jerk offs trying to pull this fucking country down. Well, we're going to be there peacefully protesting and exercising our First Amendment right. So you come and arrest us, okay? See you tomorrow, fuckface. There you go. <laughs> You know, and it's just beautiful. And I, I really think that if, if, if these guys, these politicians um, had a relentless barrage of, of, of the Scott reaction from people everywhere, I think eventually they'd probably crawl back into the sewers they crawled out of. I really think it's time to stop civility and respect in the discourse of politics. Just everybody needs to go the Scott route. <laughs> it would make it more entertaining. It sure would. And again, you see where we started today with yeah. the insanity going on in Chicago and what, 15, 16 arrests and something like that. But a bunch of us silent Republicans holding signs in New York would probably get hundreds arrested. Yes. It's amazing. And then they would probably amazing. actually be tried because. The DA yeah. just dropped all those other, you know, the stupid little cases where people got raped and killed and assaulted. Yeah. I don't know. The the large cities in America, I don't know what the turnaround is. I don't know how you bring this back from where it's at. It you don't. You know, it, it's getting to the point to where it's going to be a complete burn down. Before anything yeah. can happen, although maybe we're not that far from there. Maybe. It may not be too far from there. Our buddy uh, Keith Olbermann, he's still uh, going strong. Oh, is he? I, I was wondering when you'd get around to Keith, the queef. What do you got? It just gets everybody all nice and warm and fuzzy when they hear his voice. <laughs> what do you mean Trump is offered asylum in Russia? Okay, so this is like, what, Keith? What? This, I think Keith what? has been smoking a little bit. Uh, of the wacky herb. No, it's the boosters. It could be <laughs> one too many boosters. It finally got yeah. in and severely yeah. damaged his brain by the guy we sent there in exchange for basketballs, Brittany Griner. Now he's saying that Donald Trump offered asylum in Russia by the guy we gave them. What's his name? Boot Victor boot. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not a politician. Like How is no, he's not. Oh, is he offering anybody anything? Yeah. I don't think Keith understands how the world works. I think you're right. Could the offer possibly be serious? Hell, I'll carry him there on my back. Okay. One, how do you carry someone to Russia, Keith Olbermann, from the United States? Curious. Yeah. And 
Do you really think Keith Oberman could carry Donald Trump on his back? I think he would be broken within. I don't think he would make one step. Yeah, Keith doesn't look too uh, robust there. No, but no. he does not. Now, Joe Rogan, if he said I would carry Trump Rogan to Russia, that. I, I bet I bet he could do that. <laughs> and he'd yeah. figure out a way to get over the ocean, too, because that's yeah, Joe fucking Rogan. Was... <laughs> yeah. But not Keith Olbermann. No. <laughs> Plus, the special counsel is reportedly on the verge of indictments on Trump's attempt to overturn the election. Oh, there's more indictments coming, Larry. Oh, boy. We're getting Yay. close. Yeah. yeah, this is what we call the little girl. Yay. Yay. <laughs> And Clarence Thomas sold Harlan Crow his mother's home and never disclosed it in eight years. It might mean a year in jail for him. No way in hell. He, this guy lies. He does constantly. There are new laws that were put into place fairly recently about what Supreme Court justices can and cannot accept from citizenry. Mm-hmm. was not in effect eight years ago when this house was sold. So this is, again, Keith Oberman lying. And I think he believes it, though. So, well, why shouldn't he? When you look at uh, Alvin Bragg, um, you know, bringing Trump up on charges, all of which the statute of limitations are yes. long expired. So what the fuck? Just just make it retroactive and retroactive. That's all. It's like we know right? the statute of limitations was up in five years and Donald Trump did this 15 years ago. But we're just going to ignore that part. Yeah. Fuck the calendar. We'll say it's a felony, and that way it, it, it brings it up. Boom. Crow confirms it happened, says he's just opening a Clarence Thomas Museum where the only exhibit is Clarence's mom, who still lives there. The Clarence Thomas family is apparently a reboot of that 60s TV series. My Mother the Museum. Now, do you think he's anybody... He's a fucking idiot. I mean, that's, I that's, that's such... That makes no sense. It's not funny. Right. Keith is a fucking imbecile. He really is. Well, I'm just curious how many people in our audience vote, if right. you will, on uh, Twitter or No Agenda Social, that this was a joke. It was a, what, a 1960s comedy, My Mother yeah. the Car, right? Something like mm-hmm. that. Yes. Do you think anybody that's Nobody listening to it. Keith Holperman knows? It's like, they're just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? What the fuck is he talking about? And then, and then the museum substitute doesn't pencil out at all. He's just an idiot. My mother, the car. Yes. Dizzy Digi guru knows. Okay. Digi. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the one person that's yeah. like, Oh, it Keith was about Holperman's- a guy whose mother died <clears throat> and her somehow her ghost invaded is he had like a vintage model T or a or something. Oh, that's like that. right. What, it, what I suspected was, was like an answer to Mr. Ed with a talking horse. Suddenly there was a fucking talking car. And then that was way before Knight Rider. Oh, no. oh God. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Van Dyke. Okay. I didn't know that was, uh, he was in that's that. It. That's right. I didn't know that either, but yeah. Digi guru is a wealth of knowledge. Indeed. He also said he used to have season tickets right up by Nancy Faust at the ballpark. Oh, wow. That's when things were fun. Well, she was the one in the, I think it was 1976, 77. I don't remember if it was the year of the South side hit men in 77, but she was the one. And see back then, originally people were like, Oh wait, this, this is a little rude. When the other team's manager would come to pull the pitcher after he just got shellacked. She was the one that started playing the na 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 hey 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 goodbye song. No shit. <laughs> she was clever. Yeah, so much so that Steam, the uh, the group that originally cut that song, and it was long forgotten by that point, 
the thing went platinum and they sent her the platinum record because it was like it would not have happened if uh how cool if not for that but that was where you had more personality again yeah so she was really quick and i'll bet she spent a lot of time going over the rosters and to figure out stuff like that in advance you know god bless her you had to know what was going on yeah and you had to know how to be able to uh which i don't know i know you're a musician at least i know you you, you strum a guitar yes i'm not a musician if i was making a living i would call myself a musician there was a time i did a very small living but now i just call myself a guitar player what percentage of guitar players piano players organists as nancy faust was can just hear a pop song and then play it you know no that's a certain level people yeah that's a great question and it's a level that people get to um and i don't know exactly where it just it certainly depends on the player and how much time they spend but yeah there's a there's a point where where people get where they're they're like human jukeboxes and they can just hear something and lay it down and then there's another level beyond that right which very very few very few ever attain um and that is instantly transpose keys right and one of the greats of that of all time, was, of course, was Chet Atkins. Oh, right. He had a great, uh, had a great uh, phrase he used to say. He said in, in Nashville, say this, just say C sharp and you can hear a capo slide from miles around. <laughs> of course, Chet never needed a capo, you know, and the greats don't ever. No, he is uh, one of the absolute greats and there's tons of his work out there. But he did an album, I think just one with Mark Knopfler called Neck and Neck, which if yeah. you want to talk mind-blowing guitar yes and now you don't hear guitar in pop music no. all that much no rick what's his name Beato, uh that has a youtube oh, yeah. channel he's an interesting guy yeah he does a really good job breaking stuff down and i know he has he a a whole system that he sells for people to play the stuff by ear but he just broke down like the top 10 songs on spotify and like there were three Latin songs and he's like, it's the same backing track on every song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where music really takes a hit because it is all computer generated. They are just using loops. Go back. If you haven't for everybody listening, there's a, uh, a documentary called the wrecking crew. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic to see the, the one just the level of musicianship mm-hmm. and it, it's great when you realize that these same players were playing on you know if lawrence Welk came in to do a record and then the beach boys and then whoever else it's like this they they switched gears and went into whatever they needed that's how good they were it wasn't like you only could play one thing yeah, yeah. the back one of them was a chick the bass player oh yeah her name well she, she is the awesome. most recorded bassist in the history of music yeah and al blaine was a drummer who's a, a couple of a bunch of guys kind of switched out on the guitar there but she and the drummer were like constants well yeah glenn campbell played in that for the he did. guitar glenn for a was while fucking incredible he's fab fabulous guitar player yeah and that was when you had organic music mm-hmm. and now everything it's like well that although i wonder like how many of uh that woman's bass lines are showing up now on uh the computer that like this is it this is what you get yeah oh sure and when you finish watching um the wrecking crew slide right over to a, an equally fantastic music documentary called muscle shoals about that studio down there in alabama and uh that's that's pretty fabulous too great watch i have Highly not seen that one yet that one that's oh good. you gotta see it it's terrific 
Yeah. Like that is again when music was real music. And yeah, you'd play. Really? You'd play for Sinatra, you'd play for uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah, Digiguru says Glenn Campbell impressed the hell out of him. Well, he did do us as well. Yes. I remember seeing Glenn live. Although I did see a Bobby Vinton live too. That guy turned 88 yesterday. Bobby's still around. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. The Polish <laughs> Prince. Good for him. I tell you. Yeah. Uh, he would not approve of uh, what's going on in the schools and this. I mean, I figure we have to show at least a little rage. And mm-hmm. this is an angry dad down in, I believe, North Carolina. I maybe I'm wrong. I would have to double check, but not happy with the books that are in the library at the school. Okay. Tonight, I'm filled with righteous indignation. I want to define something for you tonight. The definition for pervert. It means to alter something from its original course, meaning or state to a distortion or corruption of what was first intended. It means to, it means to lead someone away from what is considered right, natural or acceptable. This book has been permitted in six schools in the Wake County public school system. This book explicitly details anal sex, blowjob tips, a response to a letter about gay sex, and BDSM. I'll read just a little bit of this perversion that we have allowed in the school system. So he bends me over the bed and drizzles some lube on my ASS. I made him wear a condom, of course, and he starts pushing it in. And then we get to the blowjob tip. It says, use your lungs to suck not your lips to pull. You're not trying to yank the D-I-C-K off with your mouth. You're trying to make it feel good. Use your tongue. Doesn't it make you cringe as I read that to you? I I witnessed as person came up, as each person came up and read different things from the books that were, that's in the public school system here. You all cringe. You don't like it. You don't want to hear it aloud. You don't want anyone to read it. It makes you crawl in your skin. It's a dastardly deed. The question today is, who is the pervert that's allowing this to be purchased and delivered to our libraries? Now, I like this guy's delivery. Oh, he's great. He's pro. And again, this is the question like anything else. It's like, well, where does the buck stop? Everybody always wants yeah. to push that up. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of control there really is, because I know how these things normally work. And I'm betting in most school districts, maybe up until now, you probably had a librarian that decided everything. And as long as she or he remained in budget, nobody questioned it. Probably, yeah. I really don't believe that there is a school board. I don't believe it's the principal. I don't believe it's the superintendent getting a list of books and going, well, I'll sure check those out. I don't know. It could be. I mean, I think it probably depends on the school, what their, you know, what their protocol is. The protocols would be interesting to know because it's like at this point in time, I think you have to ask the question, well, what is allowed? What isn't? And who is the one making those decisions? Mm -hmm. But just like at Budweiser, 
if it is a librarian, then it's very easy just to fire one person and get somebody just as bad in there anyway. Because <laughs> you're like, well, we took care of it. Yeah. We got rid of the person that did it. But well, we've been. The, yeah. I'm sorry. Could, could well, I was going to say, we've been seeing too many stories like this of things that are showing up on the shelves. And this isn't just in high school, this is going down into middle school. And and grade school grade school yeah and it's this Absolutely. this is more than cringeworthy when that shows up in those areas yeah well you know the thing is none of the things that guys talk i mean every there's, there's, there, there are no new sex acts <laughs> right and it's a news flash we haven't yeah we haven't come up with anything new in <laughs> decades nothing new. there's absolutely nothing new ever not even under um, covid i mean there was so much time if no. somebody was going to figure something out yeah right but even with all that time, I'm, I'm sure nothing new has been, you know, since, since uh, Adam and Eve probably figured it all out themselves. And there were Adam and Steve. And the, the point is now it's, it's, it's being, it's, they're, they're, they're throwing it at kids. And that's why there's this, there's this immense backlash. And there should be, you know, people are free to do whatever the fuck they want. Who cares if they're consenting and they're adults? Doesn't matter. Not my business. Not, I couldn't give a shit. You're going to, you're going to ram that down kids throats. You're going to do, you know, steep children in that. Fuck you. Now I'm now, now I'm throwing down on the side with this, with this preacher hundred percent. Yeah. And metaphorically shoving it down the kids throats. Cause otherwise you're in a completely different conversation. Well, you know, a lot of people (laughs) say there it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a slippery slope there too. Yes, it is. Yes. It's kind of preparation. Well, right. Because you pull out, wow, there's so many double entendres. The, When you look at this stuff, there's a certain amount of the defense, which is, well, this is educational. This no, is, it's not. Uh huh. Well, I agree. No, it's not. But yeah. this is where we're getting. Well, you don't want. Right. Why would you want to keep these children ignorant? Exactly. Because they're children and they right. have the right to be not ignorant, innocent. There's yes. a difference. Well, but they can choose at that age that they want to uh, mangle themselves and go through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A trans surgery, even though we don't want to talk about what happens when that goes right. poorly. I got I to tell you, I love what, uh, what Curry and Dvorak have been, how they've been weighing in on this question. It's, uh, it's fascinating, and uh, both their heads are in the right place. Mm-hmm. Well, because it is something that requires logic and understanding. And parenthood, well, I think. Which again, some, we see, which is regard. broken down completely as we see in yes. Chicago on the warm nights. Yes. So it's like expecting the parents to do anything, not so much. And I understand because I'm somebody that believes in freedom. I believe in not being held responsible for somebody else's acts, but I might be going down the line of if it's your children, maybe you should be as a parent. If mm-hmm. your child at the age of 12 or 13 is out on the street and shoot somebody and they're like, well, you can't put that youngster into jail. Well, I can put the parent in jail. You could do that. And then it's like, well, then you're responsible. And it's like, well, you know, they can't control their kid. Well, then you know what? They need to give the kid up and say, I can't control the kid. But this concept, whether it's for children or adults, which is there are no repercussions for bad behavior. We see where this is leading. We do. And when you keep pushing it in the wrong direction, it's just going to keep getting worse. Mm-hmm. Now, I also had a Tucker Carlson clip. I don't know if do you want to hear Tucker today. Uh, I love hearing Tucker. Sure. <laughs> right on me. I thought this was 
kind of interesting because it echoes a lot of what we have talked about when it comes to what's going on in Ukraine. And this goes on. It's a very long clip, so we'll be cutting it probably at a minute or so. But it's about what is really going on oh, yeah. <laughs> in Ukraine. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. For the past 14 months, you have ter- heard two main things about the war in Ukraine. The first is that the war in Ukraine is a war of national sovereignty. It is not a proxy battle between superpowers. Russia invaded Ukraine. That was immoral. The United States supports Ukraine because the United States supports democracy. But the United States itself is not at war with Russia. This is Ukraine's war to fight. The second thing we have heard over and over again is that Ukraine is winning that war. Ukrainian troops are brave and noble. Russian troops are evil and incompetent. The Ukrainians are beating the Russians. In the end, their victory is inevitable. Now, you're very familiar with these points because you have heard them every day since last February. You've heard them repeated by every power center in the United States, the Pentagon, the White House, the leaders of both parties in Congress, CEOs and celebrities. And most insistently of all, you've heard them from virtually every single outlet along the entire spectrum of our national news media. These are the two essential themes of the war in Ukraine, and both of them are lies. We know that they're lies because late last week, leaked intelligence about the war in Ukraine began to appear on social media. Briefing slides prepared by the U.S. government began to show up, among other places, on Twitter. And the slides show that this is, in fact, not Ukraine's war. It's our war. The United States is a direct combatant in a war against Russia. As we speak, American soldiers are fighting Russian soldiers. So this is not a regional conflict in Eastern Europe. This is a hot war between the two primary nuclear superpowers on Earth. And yet this war has never been formally declared. It has not been authorized by Congress. And for that reason, this war is a violation of American law. It is a crime. The second thing we learn from these slides is that despite direct U.S. involvement, Ukraine is in fact losing the war. Seven Ukrainians are being killed for every Russian. Ukrainian air defenses have been utterly degraded. Ukraine is losing. The Biden administration is perfectly aware of this. They're panicked about it, but they have lied about this fact to the public. Just two weeks ago, for example, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin told the U.S. Senate that Russian military power is, quote, waning. In other words, Russia is losing the war. That was a lie. He knew it was when he said it, but he repeated it in congressional testimony. Now, have you ever heard the seven to one Ukrainian uh, soldiers being killed as opposed to not in that context? But I'm a big fan of uh, retired general, lieutenant, whatever the fuck he was, uh, a guy named Doug McGregor who said this right from jump, that it was an absolutely unwinnable war that the Russians would crush Ukraine and, uh, you know, fait accompli. And he, you know, he said this from the beginning. So I remember not exactly seven to one, but it was a, it was a big number. It was a big ratio. Yeah. And you and I have been saying this from the beginning, which it just does not make sense. The news coverage. No, No. because it was so well, Russia's bad. They're doing this, this, and this, but the Ukraine's winning. It's like, well, wait, yeah, and they're the good guys. Yeah, don't forget that. Yeah, don't forget the they're guys. the good guys, except for the minimum now of 400 million. I'm surprised that's not billion, but they'll find more 
that mm-hmm. they're already saying they can kind of prove that Zelensky yeah. and his generals sure. have taken out of this. The fact that they were buying sure. gas from Russia yeah. is hilarious. It is. But I mean, this is not new. I mean, I, I got into it with somebody. I can't recall whether it was Twitter or No Agenda Social a few months ago. And I, and it's essentially what Tucker's saying here is that, you know, we, we've shipped billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of, uh, of military equipment over there. Well, you know what? They need guys to fucking show them how to work that shit. It's not, it's not intuitively, you don't intuitively operate a fucking Abrams tank. It's not like getting in a Toyota Corolla. Right. Okay. Right. And so, and, and, it, and it applies to everything else. The fucking, the ordnance, the, the machine guns, the missiles, all that shit is not plug in or push and play. Okay. It's not. And so, of course, there are hundreds, if not thousands of American military personnel over there, at least showing them how to operate this shit, if not outright shooting it at the Russians. And this fucking guy said something like, oh, we're just sending them, you know, uh, you know, materials. The fuck we are. Only an idiot would think that. And now I've been proven he's the fucking idiot. And I was right, of course. But this isn't new. This is exactly what happened in Vietnam. 58,000 dead GIs later, they never declared a fucking war and they never called them soldiers. They called them advisors. Right. This is the same bullshit a half century later that went on in Southeast Asia. And now it's in Europe. Same shit. And it's all about the money laundering. Yes. Let's not point to the Clintons and the Bidens with their uh, dealings with the Ukrainians. Yeah. The amount of money we were paying $400 a gallon was the number I saw for diesel fuel. And they were turning around, pocketing the money and buying the fuel they needed from the Russians. That's fantastic you when you're buying it from your enemy. You gotta love it. Think, think how many videos uh, Voldemeyer can do in his tight pants and high heels with that kind of jing. <laughs> He's going to be a YouTube star. Could be. There's good money in them YouTube videos, I guess. I guess. But yes, I think the further we get away from this, the more you will be proven right. And the other folks who said very similar things, which is it does not make sense no and adam and john are spot on it primarily adam he's been ringing this bell for maybe a couple months now because they want to back the fuck away from this because the end is near so now it's all about taiwan okay right it's going to be it's going to be biden's afghanistan 2.0 when we pull out of this shit and so he wants to just sort of let it fade into the mists of time yes well because china's like well we're seeing this and uh yeah we want taiwan Mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to watch this is it what is. happens when you have joe biden as the leader of the free world and he can barely make a sentence without screwing it up having I'd a say he can barely go potty without some spillage that's true at this point but having a leader in that capacity is way more dangerous i think than most people understand oh sure And again, this is a lot about poking the bear. When Donald Trump was president, you notice we didn't have any of these issues. No. Russia was not poking the bear. You don't think everybody right now, China, Iran, all throughout the world is looking at this going, well, you know, if there was, and you think about this, Biden's reign is going on for another two years unless Joey drops dead. Mm. But. That also gives these countries a timetable like, you know, if if this is the same thing with the kids running amok in downtown Chicago, these countries that want to do something like, you know, take over Taiwan, 
are going, well, now's the time to do it. We want to get this done before the changing of the guard in the United States because it's possible Donald Trump or somebody with a spine comes back. Yeah. So that's something to watch and understand on this world stage while, of course, the the globalist cabal tries to make the one world order happen. Indeed, they do. So there's that as well, which is why if you want to learn about all this stuff, you listen to shows like No Agenda and the Planet Rage show. Yes. And we are a value for value podcast. We put the shows out there. We hope you get value out of them. And if you do, we understand Uncle Joey's economy. And I also understand this is that magical week. I just oh. had the call from the tax guy. Mm. And luckily, you know, luckily we have the right things being taken out where we ended up owing a few hundred bucks to the state of Illinois, of course, because JB, he needs his money. He does. He does. But getting a few hundred back from the Fed. So overall, we broke even, which a few hundred back of your own money. Yes. Let's be clear. Yes. So you don't want more than that. The people that are like, I got a $3,000 tax refund. Isn't that, isn't that funny? That always cracks me up. Well, as if it's a fucking gift. They you know they stole it from you to begin with. Right. And you try it's to explain incredible. it. Right. And they look at yes. you like, what are you talking about, what? Larry? It's free mean? money. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah this again people don't understand how the system works you want it to be the way i look at it is i want to get a slight amount back if possible that's way better than owing because if anything goes wrong i mean that's the beauty of doing your taxes because now that i know that i'm getting a few hundred back i mean the the paperwork's already done but as long as you know you're getting money back the government doesn't care. Forget tax day, April 18th. They don't care. You can send it in in May, June, July, August. They, you can send this tax return in in two years. As long as they owe you money, they don't care. Yeah. So it's always better to be a little bit on that side, but you want to try to cut it as close as possible because otherwise, yes, you're giving them your money to hold and you don't get any, uh, you don't get anything extra. No, you don't. You don't get no, interest. No, you get hassled. That's all you get. And that's going to increase exponentially. Now, what's the latest on this? Are Joey's 87,000 additional armed IRS agents? Is that a go or is that still uh, waiting to uh, be approved or haven't kept up with that? What's the deal? I thought it was approved. I don't know if it has happened yet. Okay. Which is why, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid about this kind of stuff being, you you know, a poor podcaster. So even though. Uh, the nice folks at PayPal, mm. I was under their threshold, so they did not mm. give me a tax form. Right. I still print it out and send it to my guy and pay taxes on it because, you know, you never know. Right. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. not worth it for a couple of hundred bucks because the hassle no. you get on yes. the other side of it is not good. So your mileage may vary, everybody. If uh, Yes, this is true. But the amount of audits to poor people who don't make millions of dollars a year seem to be going up. And you're right. If there's 87,000 new IRS agents, they got to do something with guns. Well, if they're lucky, you know, with guns, that's where they get your money. Yeah. They don't just they don't just say it would be nice if you would give us this money. No. But uh, use that for your own advantage and don't give the government too much. 
Instead, let us hold your money. It's a way better solution. <laughs> and uh, Tim Heasel does that with his monthly $10. Oh, we Tim. appreciate that. Thank you, Tim. And then we have a comic strip blogger. It was a slow week. Nobody got value out of the last show. I guess we need to up our value oh. game. Well, you know, I think I blame that part. That's partly my fault. I think I was like, uh, was that a week ago or two weeks ago? I was out of town. I missed one. You, you were know, here we, last been, week. We haven't been very consistent. I'll say that lately. So we got to get back on track. And I think that'll turn turn this thing around. We are getting there. But the consistency is indeed comic strip blogger who sends in the same amount of Satoshis. But not too long ago, that was only worth like three bucks. Now it's worth 443, which tells us Bitcoin is thriving yes it does and he did have a note which of course he only likes when you read because i cannot read his notes to his liking all right the csb boostergram says larry and darren may this token of the value you bring with the rage cast to our time increase your fortune exponentially until the that is, you are sat, capital S-A-T, satisfied enough to let your H-O-D-L, tells that, HODL, fold and sell. Do you know what that means, Daryl? H-O-D-L? Yeah, that's what the uh, crypto people use as the, uh, it's an acronym for holding on to the crypto rather than selling. Okay. All right. So uh, until that is, you're satisfied enough to let your HODL fold and sell. There is the possibility that the threshold for artificial artificial generated intelligence will be met within your mortal experience and Bitcoin may be its chosen reserve currency. Should this happen, the AI.cooking podcast show with good guiff has you covered with fortnightly roundups and AI news. Yo, CSB. I do like our mortal experience. I like that. It's a little ominous. But, uh, <laughs> I like, I especially like fortnightly. That that uh, that word gets me. Yeah. Trying to use new words. Our buddy certainly Mofo <laughs> says, "You guys are great." It's the economy. Just paid four fifty a gallon for gas, highest ever in history for him. Were you oh, were, were you out of certainly Mofo? It was higher than that around here not that long ago. But then so again, it's this, again, it's it's at five fifty and up in um, SoCal. Damn. Well, see that a lot of that goes right to the tax coffers of of california though and that's in yes, arizona right. damn yeah that's a lot for arizona wow yeah well they don't want you to drive this is nudging and then joey just passed those laws saying that how many what percentage of cars have to be electric within a few years yeah. this is going to go very poorly it is you are correct sir i'm holding on to my old buick LeSabre, which is like a two early 2000s and then uh, the wife has one uh, an Impala from it's about 12 years old now. I think both still drive fine. It's like, I'm driving these things into the ground. I'm thinking of getting something like, I don't give a shit if it's in concours condition, you know, if it's kind of beat up and rusty, as long as it runs well, I'm talking about something from the 60s, 70s, 80s without any computer bullshit in it at all. Oh, so when the EMPs hit, you'll be like, ha ha. Exactly precisely you're the only one driving down the expressway yep. at that point yep i mean i will say i have always lusted after and it was the car they used in entourage if you saw that for the opening oh, i have pictures of myself and my kids sitting in that very car oh 
that is the most beautiful, awesome car in the history of cars. Isn't it fabulous? Suicide door uh-huh. in Continental, probably 61 or two, something like that, I guess the year. That yeah. is a vehicle. Yeah, I met the guy who owns it at a car show some years ago. It's very nice. Yeah, cool, cool ride. Beautiful ride. I mean, I don't, yeah. and I'm assuming it's a nice, uh, they've added on some things to make that a little better of a driver. Because some of those old cars you hear like, you know, it would be great looks wise to have a 56, 57 Chevrolet, but they drive like a Sherman tank. Yeah. No, you know, no power steering and that kind of stuff, but sure. Yeah. You know, you can add those things on. You can. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be the ultimate car. It's like, I just want to cruise down the street and that and you get noticed and the suicide doors, those, I don't know why, but those are just so cool when you see them open up at the same time. Totally cool. Yes. Totally cool. Cars today are not cool. They're not cool at all. They're not. They're fucking ugly. Um, I'm sorry, Tesla fans. That's an ugly car. None of them. None of them are good looking. But none of them. They all look alike. They all look like jelly right. beans. I don't give a shit whether it's a Benz, a Tesla, you know, VW Jetta. It's it's all the same. And it's boring. Really fucking boring. Right. Because uh, the Lego folks just came out with a NASCAR model. <laughs> you know, they you can now build, the, but it's the Chevy Camaro. And my wife's like, well, oh, yeah, because Chevy just said they're stopping making the Camaro. She's like, oh, you know, something like Lego's out. I'm like, no, they'll just put a different print piece that says whatever the new make is because they all look alike. Wow. So does that mean the Dodge Challenger kicked the Camaro's ass once again? Because Maybe. I think there's, if, the, if they're still going to continue with the Challenger, then that says they beat the Camaro down. Right? Yeah, because the well, this is again, this has been a few times the Camaro has gone and then they bring it back. But this is. Yeah. uh this is the last production year is 23. I don't believe there will be 24s for the Camaro. Yeah. I mean, the original Camaro was, I think it was 68. Those came out. It was a sharp looking ride and it was nice for a few years. Then they fucked it up. And then when they re- rebooted them, what, four or five years ago with, the, with the, the Challenger, the Challenger, the new Challenger looked pretty damn cool. The new Camaro, not so much. No, again, it looked like a kit car. It looked like too much yeah. like uh, everything yeah, exactly. else. Yes. We like the things that have a little bit more style to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we appreciate everybody for listening to the show. I mean, if you want to help us keep the lights on and the web hosting be paid and all that, you can go to planetrage.show slash donate. All the information is there, but we get it. This is tax time. It's Joey's economy mm-hmm. and things that go to the bottom of the list, you know, way under food and gasoline are. Oh, yeah podcasters oh i even noticed that <laughs> on the list of producers for the last uh for sunday's uh no agenda so yes very, very very tiny roster there compared to usual so yeah it's got to be the time of the month and let's hope things kind of start t- turning around and uh i mean i keep saying it can't get much worse but the more you say that the oh more yeah somehow, <laughs> right hold my beer it's gonna get but not a bud light oh, you know, hold Not my Guinness. Light, yeah, no Bud Light, no Bud Light. But uh, do you know what's coming up this week? I have no idea. Well, I do have somewhat of an idea, actually, on Random Thoughts. That's a lie, because I, I just don't remember what they are off the top of my head. I know I've had like three or four stories that I've read this week, and I'm like, this is insane. It is. It's hard to choose, isn't it? Yes. And then you forget, because the next thing comes around, and you're like, yes. well, why? Why would anybody care? You know, again, it's like the White Sox relief pitcher picking a certain mm-hmm. song, you know, gold digger. It's like, 
well, why is that so horrible if this woman, you know, you do realize there are gold diggers, right? You do realize there are no. women that will lie in order to get money from athletes or anybody in the public eye that has a lot of money. That can't, that's never happened. No. And the, the other guy that we, like I that. did that whole show about the Trevor Bauer, he's in Japan now playing because nobody right. would hire him here in the United States. I still think he has a billion dollar lawsuit against major league baseball. Sure. He does. Because that's the, I mean, I guess the people in Japan, kudos, they just want you to pitch. Isn't that nice? Uh huh. Yeah. If you commit a crime, let the law enforcement authorities put you in jail. If you don't commit a crime, your boss, your employer should not have any damn thing to say about it. Agreed. But how about yeah. that Larry show? Do you know what's coming up? Well, yeah. I mean, it's funny thing because just what you described happens all the time with me. I sort of dig dig into an episode and I get about halfway into it, figuring me to do this. And then, and then something pops up and distracts me like, no, no, I'm going to do that. And then put the other in the back burner. <laughs> so, right. so, so last week's episode, which really did very well, um, was entitled, um, retribution now within thumbnail of Joey behind bars. <laughs> and I just, you know, I just sort of, it's been three years since um the the start of the over three years since the start of the pandemic and i located this the the intro i used to my february 5th episode the year 2020 which was an actual recording i held my cell phone to the alexa on my kitchen counter and said alexa tell me about uh, the coronavirus because it had yet to be named covid and at that time february 5th 4th rather 2020 there were 11 cases of covid in the united states 11 right and it just hit me how much unbelievable how that thing spread and how the fucking world has changed so much and how we were fed so many lies by so many people and it appears at this point none of them are going to face any consequences or be held fucking accountable and i just sort of did a chronology of them and you know i think a lot of people should be wearing orange jumpsuits and gazing through razor wire for the rest of their lives will they no anyway so that was last week's if you if you missed it check it out and this week i'm gonna do something about um there was a, a very telling clip that uh that john and adam played on um i think the second to last show some guy talking about trans kids and trans all stuff and the guy actually used the phrase twice in a very brief clip he said we are god right right no i that is okay. that clip's been and, going around and this is again <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Do you don't even know that prison? It wasn't ID'd in the show. It was just some random TikTok guy, some trans okay. guy. All right. So anyway, that, it struck me that that is really, along with ASTCOs and LUTFAs, that's the other core issue that's, um, it's really come down to a battle for good and evil. It has. And so that's sort of the springboard for this, this week's episode, the well, God factor. Yes. And you want to know why your kids don't think there's any repercussions for bad behavior? Because people are telling them that they're gods. Yes, absolutely. Here's the uh, spoilers, kids. You're not. <laughs> they may find that out. Mm. Yeah, then hopefully they find that out in a way that will inconvenience them the way it should, because there should be repercussions for bad behavior. Because not only, as we've talked about in this episode, not only does that encourage the people to do more bad behavior, but it also penalizes the people that are being good citizens. Of course. It's the same thing with the left look at the uh, gun control issue. Well, if we just got rid of guns, no, no. You want to take the guns out of the hands of people who would never use them for a crime. Mm. 
because you think that's going to stop the criminals. It's like, as I think we talked about on this show, how about the war on drugs? How did that work out? Yeah. Oh, is working out. Uh-huh. How, is, yeah. <laughs> how is that? Right. It's not working out quite so well. And there's only one answer that is punish the criminals for doing the crime. Yeah, that's it. And listen to that Larry show and listen to random thoughts. R-A-N-D-U-M-B spelling. Sometimes it's dumb, but hopefully it is entertaining. Good. And we will be back here for more. Another uh, tourist group will be leaving on uh, Monday at 1 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Pacific for another tour of this one and only Planet Rage. We hope you can join us. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Net Ned says a trans guy in the seventies was a guy that drove a trans ham. <laughs> You're right. Burt Reynolds smoking the bandit. You're right. Yeah.